Welcome to The Movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of The Movement, Shannon D. Hughes. After a two-week hiatus, I have returned and so has The Movement. Thank you, everybody. Oh, my God, July 18th already. I can't believe it. I hope everybody's July 4th was well. Uh, I want to thank everybody that listened to our replays while I was out. Uh, We had Purpose, Faith, and Fly, and we had uh, Janet Rodriguez and Julie Sands on as well. There was two great shows, and it looks like uh, the listenership grew up while, while we were away. So let's continue that today. So let me give out the particulars. Phone number 866-472-5795. That is 866-472-5795. International, I am proud to say the international audience has been growing. We had the Philippines check in this week. We have England, China, Japan are all checking in. I am so grateful to the listeners that are growing worldwide. You all have a number too, 001-480-398-1405. You can also feel free to email the show as well. It's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement.com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement.com. Email or any questions for my guest coming up here. So you are an out, you see, if you're an outcast and you've been bullied, you've moved around the world, and now at this point in your life, you want to turn around and help people and give back to the people. Well, that's what the movement is about, and that's what my guest is about at this time. She is a, she's a friend of mine, and I'm going to bring her in right now. Uh, movement, help me welcome Laura Hamilton. Laura, help, welcome to the movement. How are you? I'm fabulous, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on today. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm wonderful. You knew you knew I was going to have you on. So let me give the, the audience, the listening audience, a little backstory. So Laura and I met last year. Laura, stop me if I'm wrong. We met last year in Tampa. Uh, mm-hmm. Some mutual, mutual friends had us come down, and we were networking, and we were speaking, and we were learning a bunch of things. And Laura, I think it would be safe to say you and I hit it off pretty well. Uh, you and mm-hmm. I talked quite a bit down there, and then we our travels took us to Las Vegas, as, as my memory serves me. We took us to Las Vegas as well. And we got mm-hmm. to catch up then and, and just connect and do a lot of things. And uh, I have grown and Laura has certainly grown since then. So you knew I was going to have you on the show. There was no way I was not going to have you on the show. I just have always loved who you are and everything that you stand for. So, Laura, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about little Laura Hamilton. Let's talk about your childhood. Where where are your where, where everything started for you? Talk talk about where you what, what your childhood and, and your upbringing. Yeah, so I grew up in Ontario on a tobacco farm and living next door to my grandparents. So for me, home was very much a safe space for me because I had the support of family that loved me. But school was a very different story. And I moved here when I was halfway through grade one. And the bonds that are made in kindergarten uh, definitely uh, the test of time and I was the outcast until I switched schools halfway through high school because I was tired of letting the same girl that didn't like me when I moved because I took her best friend and the guy that she liked and you know beat her in a race and for all of those reasons uh, and and it's not about one particular person it never is but Mm -hmm. she my nemesis so to speak that isn't really because I have I hold nothing I I hold no hard feelings towards her. Mm -hmm. However, I am grateful that this one particular person made my life so uncomfortable that I moved and I changed schools in order to redefine myself and create a new identity for myself and to become someone that enjoyed going to school more than just for the safety of the classrooms, but for who I got to be within the whole experience. Wow, that's amazing. You know, let's 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 go right there. And that's actually why I was why I wanted you on the show because obviously you know as well as I do that's basically bullying. That's what this is. And for me, mm-hmm. Laura, and I'm I'm a few years well, I'm gonna say a few years older than you. I'm quite a bit older than you, but back then when when I, I used to it was called picked on back then. I was I'm mm-hmm. I'm not very tall and and so you 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 got made fun of. But in you know, you got your little bumps and bruises here and there, but the bullying now, now, again, that was some years ago for you. 
uh, that probably where this all started because because I know your age. So basically, that bullying trend has really accelerated over the last what five to ten years, I would say. So my question to you mm-hmm. is. What was that like? Like when you did you have a fear of walking home? Did you have a fear of going to class? You didn't know who your friends were. Talk about your mindset at such a young age when people kind of look at you differently and you just trying to deal with, you know, because you spend more time in school sometimes than you do with your family. Sometimes like when you go to work, Mm -hmm. you spend more time at work than you do with your family. So talk about what it was like when you were constantly you know, being bullied and, and just where, where it forced you to the point where, like, I have to get out of here. Talk about what that was like for you. I think what's really most important to say here is that it wasn't that I was bullied in all kinds of ways. It was actually more that I internalized the self-image of a loser. That okay. early on, when I first moved over and was told that's what I was and all the other names, I took those personally, and because mm-hmm. of those, I didn't stand up for myself, which was the only reason that I got stuck in the victim triangle, the victim circle, that right. victims obviously at the bottom looking up at the rescuer to save them from the persecutor, and you're constantly bouncing around that triangle. But the biggest thing that I think is missing in some of the anti-bullying stuff that's out there is the fact that it is about changing the, it's about changing our image in order for other people. Cause when you change the inside, the outside changes too. When you change the things you look at, the things you look at change, you know, it's what you notice. I got bullied because I didn't stand up for myself when someone was rude, when someone said something really negative or uh, just downright rude. I didn't say anything because at home I was told, oh, just, you know, don't, don't pick a fight. Don't do anything to hurt anybody else or to hurt yourself. Just let it go. It'll, it'll all pass. And it does. But it doesn't change the fact that in the middle of it, and I graduated high school in the early 2000s. So I haven't even been part of it when the online bullying is such an epidemic, which is a huge shift. And I think it has a lot to do, too, with the fact that so many of us are so hungry for attention that we are allowing our posts to evaluate our self-image and our worth and our worthiness. And I didn't have to contend with that because the Internet wasn't big enough at that time. I had ICQ, which was brand new. And that was, you know, that was, that was super cool back then. Um, But it was a very different thing. But I think the biggest thing that was then and is now is the fact that it's about our strength within ourselves to speak up. And it's that whole, if you don't, if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. I knew you would want to say that. Let me ask um, your family. I know you're very, tight with your family mm-hmm. tell me how your family was during this period well how did they was it was it daily coming home I, I don't want again I don't want to put words in your mouth at all was it you know mom this happened dad this happened was it what did, did they ever have to come up and check you talk about your support system with your family what that was like dealing with that I had support. I butted heads a lot with my mom, uh, Mm -hmm. just because her and I are very similar. And Mm -hmm. as a rebellious, not even rebellious to the length, I didn't really get in a lot of trouble. I was, I I didn't get into the detention room ever, I don't think, Mm -hmm. in high school or even in elementary school. So I was always a good kid, and that was something that my family took pride in. And so as long as I was showing up doing my best, they could fully stand behind me and they could always offer me their sympathy and their empathy. But I think it does come back to the fact that my, my dad was bullied. My mom came from a a rough um, upbringing, you know, very poor and, you know, threats to safety. And, you know, there are those stories of theirs that transcended and became mine, which is Uh, what I've been unraveling in the last few years to be sure. mm -hmm. I think that's very important, especially when your parents, because uh, we only see mom and dad as mom and dad, but when they 
share things like that with you. I think that's very important. Um, we have a few minutes before our first break, Laura. Let me ask you, were there ever days where you said to yourself, this is all on me? You know, I know a lot of times we say, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything. And a lot of times, maybe you haven't. But did you ever say to yourself, okay, I, I really did something. Maybe I could have done this better. What could I have done better? Was there any day where Laura said, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I deserve this. Or, again, I'm not trying to put words in your off. Tell me, did you ever feel like that? Or just tell me exactly how you felt when a lot of that pressure started to mount up, especially being a young lady. It was definitely in, in relation to I, – I can think of one particular experience where I was at my locker and I was bent over and it was right in front of where all the popular kids hang out. And mm-hmm. I heard this guy say, who's that? And obviously thinking I was pretty cute. And right. this, the popular girl came over and turned my shoulder and looked up. And she said, oh, it's deep throat. And I hadn't, oh I hadn't even done anything sexually at right. that time. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't say anything. And that was the thing that I regretted. I didn't know what I would have said per se, mm-hmm. because it's not to be catty and it's not to go back and, you know, put something back on them or try to turn it around or, you know, make the bullies feel more insecure than they do already, which is why they're bullying others. Right. But it would be just to stand up for myself and to really encourage anybody else that is in a situation like that to always do it with the intention for the greatest and highest good to be done for all. I love it. I love it. All right. We Again, just a couple minutes before we go to break. Let me ask, friends, um, did you have any friends that would support you through this? Can you kind of maybe uh, delve into that a little bit? How was your, your friendship crew at that time when you were dealing with, with this type of uh, um, being out uh, from, from your social circle? Tell me about your friends. Yeah, I didn't really have any. <laughs> I, had, oh, like, really? I had some, or I didn't see them. That was the thing. I, I say I didn't have any, but I did. I just didn't see them. And I think that that's the biggest thing, that we're, when we're in an unresourceful state, we don't see the resources that are there. And right. it's also very easy when you feel insecure to then project those insecurities onto the relationships. Right. There's also then, you know, experiencing the dynamics when, you know, the person that I thought was my best friend was mm-hmm. also trying to fit in and then putting me as less than made her better than, which then became another power dynamic that I took even more personally, because if you're my best friend, you're supposed to love me. You're supposed to support me. You're supposed to be there for me. And then right. my experience was mm-hmm. very different from that. Wow. So yeah, def- definitely friends. Uh, they were they were there. And interestingly, too, when I left the high school that I switched out of in order to recreate myself and mm-hmm. go to a school where I could walk through the halls and mm-hmm. feel confident, feel like I was where I belonged, feel like I was going to meet somebody that maybe actually wanted to have an engaging conversation or might actually want to invite me to a party, which I never actually ended up going too many through high school anyway. Right. But It was just to have the eyes to see what's actually there Mm -hmm. without contaminating those those people that do stay and then letting that venom poison the relationship or putting your self-esteem because that was one of the things that I did with the friend that I mentioned. I really vested my self-worth in what she said about me. And obviously when you share private things, in confidence and then that relationship dynamic changed and then the bounds of that confidentiality are breached in friendship. Um, That also becomes very difficult too. 866-472-5795. My guest, Laura J. Hamilton. When we come back, we're going to talk about what was it like after she moved and then tried to reinvent herself. We will be back with my guest, Laura J. Hamilton on the movement right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. 
Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795 for my guest, Laura J. Hamilton. Uh, She is just a survivor and a strong person, and she has gone through a lot, and and she has started to show up beautifully telling us about her backstory. So, Laura, before the break, you briefly mentioned about you moving and reinventing yourself and uh, just trying to change, I guess, the narrative in your life. So let's start. Let's go there next. Talk about what it was like when you when the move was happening. Talk about what that was like, then the move, and then what what did you decide to work on on yourself? I think we may have lost Laura, so we'll have to try to reestablish connection. 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Laura, are you there? Okay, we're going to reestablish connection with Laura in a minute. But Laura, basically this show is about uh, transforming your life. And Laura dealt with a lot of bullying and being an outcast. Um, and, you know, nowadays in 2018, bullying is just, um, it's at an all-time high. I'm here in Chicago. We had local bullying at a lot of, of the major high schools here in our area where it, it got to the point where it was just uh, not good. Laura, are you there? Yes, I'm right here. There, there, there you are. Okay, we lost you there for a oh. second. I apologize. Perfect. So, Laura, we were talking about, um, you know, you, you, you briefly mentioned before the break that you were moving. You moved. You decided to go away and kind of reinvent yourself. So, talk about your mindset. When, how, how, how were you fearful of moving? When the move happened, and what happened after move? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, I don't necessarily remember the specifics around it all. It was just more around decision and the power of it that I think is a good reminder for all of us, including myself, in that I was so unhappy in the high school where I was that it was halfway through grade 10 and our school was actually on the verge of closure and we needed numbers. And so my decision uh, right after what after an event that had happened in a classroom where I had uh, been targeted for the first time in a classroom, which I realized years later was a turning point for me because then the classroom was no longer safe. And that was a change in a paradigm for me that completely transformed my willingness to stay where I now didn't feel I even had safety where I always felt safe. So that was huge for me in the decision of, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And the power that I got in the moment when I did get called out in school, and it was a girl that was sitting behind me, the same one that had bullied me out, bullied me and picked on me since I moved there, you know, a decade earlier. And she said, oh my God, Laura, pull up your pants. I'm sick of looking at your underwear all the time in the middle of dead silence. 
And wow. I was humiliated because my panty line was above my pant line. And uh-huh. I, instead of being humiliated and doing what she wanted and pulling it up right. and not saying anything and everyone laughed at me like she was expecting, I turned uh-huh. over my shoulder and I said, then don't look. Just there you like go. that. And I went right back to my work. I couldn't focus, obviously, but right. there was not even a pin drop in that classroom right after that because no one expected me to actually mm. do it. And in that moment of standing up for myself changed mm-hmm. everything because in that moment when I stood up for myself and I realized, wait, if I can do it here, how come I can't do it for the whole school? I don't want to be yes. here anymore. And so I talked to my dad and I told him, I wanted to switch and he took me to, uh, he took me to the new school and we did a, a tour and I decided, yes, that was where I was going to go, even though it was going to be a longer bus ride and it was going right. to be, you know, more of everything and, and mm-hmm. inconvenience. I decided to do it anyway. And decision was the key. Uh, when I moved to England to pursue a relationship with someone that I had only known for a few months that I met at the event where I got certified as a John Maxwell teacher, speaker, coach as well, uh, yes. which I know you're doing. Yes. Um, when, when I switched schools or when I, when I switched countries for that, it was the exact same thing. It was, it was following an ing, your inner guidance system. And that's something that has really served me. And I feel like so many of us, especially when we have low self-esteem or low confidence, that mm-hmm. we suppress what we're willing to stand for, what we want to stand for. And when we do that, everything falls apart. But when we hear the ing, when we hear our inner guidance system and it gives us the nudge and we Mm -hmm. listen to it, Mm-hmm. In the hero's journey that I've been writing my book about, uh, or the first book that I'm writing, um, right. the hero's journey, after when, when the hero is still home, they will hear the call for more, for greatness. And then mm-hmm. it is the veils that we put over top of that call that distract us from actually yes. accepting it until someone believes in us enough for us to believe in ourselves. And that's when we'll then enter into that liminal phase of change and going through the valley of darkness to become the hero we were waiting for, which is what I've been writing this book about and which all of these transformations are ultimately about. It's very much in line with making the decision, but making that decision based on your intuition, your inner teacher, that knowing that hits you that says this makes no sense. But that was how I joined the John Maxwell team. That was how I found the Soul Realignment Program to learn how to access the Akashic Record, to help people understand who you are at soul level so you can bring more of you into your life and your business. It's by saying when you are on the wavelength of a thought that comes from seemingly nowhere and you say, oh, that feels awesome. Mm-hmm. That feeling awesome is your truth. And if right. we're, the more often we're willing to actually go with it, the better mm-hmm. our lives will become. I couldn't have said it better. I'm, uh, this is why we, this is why you and I, Jill, the first time we met, 866-472-5795, Laura J. Hamilton is my guest. Before we kind of go forward talking about, you know, the John Maxwell team and all that other stuff, I want to go back to the point you talked about telling your dad you wanted to move. How easy was it for you to tell him that and how easy was the transition? Was it, Laura, I don't want you to move or was it, was it a conflict? Was it, okay, let's just move you? Can you tell me what that conversation was like? Interestingly, it was a very easy conversation with my dad and Mm -hmm. And it's always been my mom that was more the one that gave me resistance when I said I wanted to do something. Whereas Mm -hmm. my dad was always more willing to support me. And Mm -hmm. if I said I wanted to do it, you know, when I wanted to go to Canadian Idol when I was 16, my dad took me, you know, two mornings because the first morning we got there and they already accepted everybody they were going to get, you know, Mm -hmm. it's those kind of opportunities. But it was like something cool came available. It's like when I switched to my new school and Mm -hmm. I found the Explore program, which is a bursary available in Canada where high schoolers or college university students can actually go for five weeks to another province 
Mm-hmm. And it's an intensive language immersion experience. So no English, only French for five mm. weeks with people you don't know, doing activities and workshops and, and outings and, and classroom activities and, and time. It was summer school for five weeks. And I did that when I was 16 and I did it when I was 20. And those wow. kind of opportunities are examples of you. I, I, I've, I have learned to, when it feels fun, when it feels uh-huh. right to say yes, even when it doesn't make sense. And sometimes yes. it doesn't, it doesn't line up, but sometimes it does. For instance, our meeting in Tampa at an yes. event where I was connected with uh, a, the woman that organized it, and right. I was told about it through a, a, an acquaintance that mm-hmm. basically said, I feel like I need to connect you even though I don't know why. And then mm-hmm. when she did, she invited me to be a panelist. And so when I went to Tampa and we got to connect, our connection mm-hmm. was an opportunity that is longstanding, you know, mutually beneficial because we're both in it to win it. And we're both in it to win it for the greater gain of all rather than just individuals. And I think that when you start saying yes more often, regardless of how much money it's going to make you or how much reputation or how it's going to make you look, when you actually go with the intention for it to be of the greatest and highest good and then also what feels fun to you, I think that you're going to be on the right track. I agree. I agree. 866-472-5795. 866-472-5795 for Laura J. Hamilton. Laura, we're coming up on the break here in the next couple of minutes. I'm a little upset with you that you didn't put in your bio about the uh, Canadian Idol. What was that? What was that like? Just give, give me, before we go into the break, give me, give me a little background on that. I'm like, she didn't mention this to me. Oh, my God. I'm upset on it. Tell me about that a little bit. <laughs> well, it's nothing like what you see on TV. Uh, uh-huh. You you show up and then you have to go through uh, pre-interviews. So you you go through and and you do an audition in front of somebody um, that doesn't have as high a salary as then the next person that you'd have to interview in front of and then the next person and then you get onto the stage. So with the with the Canadian Idol, at least I haven't done the American Idol, but uh, with with that one, anybody that you're seeing the bloopers from was intentional. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to ask you. I said, did she just say Canadian Idol? She did not bring this up during our pre-talk and the bio, but that's all right. You know I will not hold it against you. 866-472-5795. 866-472-5795. Email the show Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement.com. Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement.com. Uh, Laura, we're going to head into the break, but when we come back, I want you to talk a little bit about finding a piece, and then you're going to talk about, we delve into England a little bit more, which, uh, you know, we haven't got to yet. And then we're definitely probably at the tail end of our interview, we're going to talk about the John Maxwell team, which you and I see another connection. You just talk, talked about it earlier today. So 866-472-5795. We will be back with my guest, Laura J. Hamilton, on The Movement right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. 
Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes movement.com is the email that you can contact the show. Actually, during the break, I, Laura, I had got emails from up there in Canada. Uh, and like I said, uh, Poland and the Philippines, people just commenting on the show. I really, really appreciate people reaching out to the show. And obviously, the phone number is 866-472-5795. International, I just mentioned you all. Let me give you that number one more time. 001-480-398. 1405. Go to the show's uh, website as well, shannondhughes-themovement.com. There are past episodes there. Uh, you'll see some pictures of some of my, my runabouts as well. And you can purchase my book, Motor- Your Motivational Manual, Volume 1. Volume 2 will be available in about three weeks. Yay. I'm can't, can't, a lot of work putting in that, Woo! but I can't wait to get can, Yes, I cannot wait to get that out. So, um, But I'm excited about that. But we are back with my friend, Laura J. Hamilton, and she has already taken us uh, on a journey of just dealing with her truth about being bullied and being outcasted and sometimes society just looks us the wrong way and just how you deal with it coming out of it. So, Laura, you did not mention it really, but let's talk about, so we talked about your move earlier. So let's talk about England a little bit. I'm going to let you just run with it. Tell me about England. Yeah, England was an incredible experience because I said yes on a whim. I say after having said that it was my inner guidance saying I needed to go in order to uh, meet some incredible friends that have become very important people in my lives, in my life and my lives because it was very much a separate life. It's like my life in England and then it's my life back in Canada and it was having to leave everything in order to go in the first place and then getting there. And, you know, I was in a relationship with somebody that was significantly older and had kids and an ex-wife and his entire life was in England. And I was early 20s and transportable uh, when we had met. So I said I would go. And when I got there, it was a matter of having to fit into a life that was already established. So really finding myself wasn't fully possible because I, if, if I were to have found myself fully in that relationship, it would have taken me where it took me, which was what happened when I learned more about myself and that I wasn't meant to live into anyone else's life. I wasn't meant to try to fit into a box that someone else thought looked good for them. It right. is very much about finding it and defining it for myself. And that is very much applicable to all of your listeners. So I, I hope that that is a useful tip as well. Oh, it definitely is. 866-472-5795. Laura, let me ask you. Now, you, you said early 20s. So you're, you're still daddy's little girl and your, mo- your mother's baby. How did they take the news when you say, hey, mom, dad, I'm going to England. I'll see you later. How did, how did, how did that conversation go? Well, with my dad, he was, he just, my, my family have learned that I don't necessarily do things the normal way. I go where I feel called when I feel called, if I feel called. So uh, for my dad, he thought it was a really great opportunity. My ex was a really lovely person and was very supportive of me in many ways. And so from his perspective and my grandparents' perspective here on the farm, they very much were, you know, as long as you're happy, go, do your thing. Uh, my mom didn't like the didn't like the relationship because my ex wasn't that much younger than her, and okay. so for her it was always really awkward um, because he was only two years younger than she was. So 
Mm. You know, she had me when she was 20, but he was 18 years older. And for her, uh, the joke growing up was, you know, after my parents had split, it was, you know, whoever, whoever mom or Laura date is, you know, got to be closer to their age than the others. And so then he blew that out of the water completely. And so the entire dynamic was not, uh, was, was not appreciated by my mom at all. Um, But actually before the break, when you had asked about how it was asking my dad to, you know, take me for the orientation and to see if I wanted to switch schools and Mm -hmm. all of this, what I feel is important to bring up is the fact that my dad did always support me and has always been there. And my mom is always, has always been there too. It's just, my mom allows has allowed her upbringing of a more fearful base to come through in her uh, in her parenting attempts for me and okay. whereas and and my dad was more it's either going to work or it's not you're going to figure right. it out go do it right. so he was more hands off and mom was more hands on and what's okay. interesting is that when I was in university I have an English degree only because mm-hmm. I started out in social work and got mm-hmm. in a relationship with a guy I almost dropped out of university for to mm-hmm. become a, a stay-at-home mom and rate, you know babysit other kids was the intention to literally replicate the pattern that my mom had done when she was my age at that time 19 20 and basically she resented it and I picked that up as an energetic child, the, the resentment that wasn't necessarily spoken, but that was very much energetically present, I felt. And then I try to go and re- reproduce that pattern myself when I'm 19 with a guy that I think I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Right. Well, when I almost dropped out of university in order to do that, I decided to call my mom first because I knew that mom was going to be the one that I had to convince of this. And when I called her, I was so upset. I, she literally, after the fact told me that she thought I was potentially suicidal, that I was on the verge of a breakdown. She was worried about my mental health. And Mm -hmm. so for her, she fully supported me in my request slash stated desire to drop out of university because she wanted me to be able to just, make it through and she was worried about me and she also didn't have a university education she went Mm -hmm. to college and then wanted to reinforce for me that college was a good path and I was going to go and you know do something around working with kids to be able to have a, a home business like that and so that was her really stepping up for me I thought And then I call my dad to let him know I'm dropping out of university. And he said, absolutely not. You are changing programs. You will regret it. There is no chance. You're finding a different program. That's it. And that literally was like, oh, okay. And literally, the only reason I have an English degree instead of anthropology, because there was one social work course that I dropped that I wasn't going to pay to take again in order to get the anthropology degree. Yes. But all of that is to say that when my parents changed their roles, I listened. Ah, interesting. Yeah, because, you know, that's exactly what happened. So, like, mom took on the dad role and dad took on the mom role. That's very interesting. So, you had a great balance. I I love your parents. That's awesome. Mm 866-472-5795. We have a few minutes before our final break. Laura, let's talk about... Let's talk about when you came back and, you know, finding your peace and where that took you. So for a few minutes here before the break, talk about where where your journey took you next. My journey took me into a full-time job, actually. Um, When I came back from Las Vegas last July after the conference that we got to reconnect at, I was working on this book and sharing the hero's journey and the transformation of self-image that comes with it. And I realized that I didn't have the system to be able to take people through the sequence of change in a way that I could consistently do it the same way. And so for me, when I realized that I had all the puzzle pieces or I had, I had most of the puzzle pieces. And in the last year, I think I've collected 
enough of them now to fully be able to not just write the one book, but actually three is what it's come to me to be. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I say that. Um, only because um, in I, I lost my train of thought, to be honest. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> I was wondering where your journey took you next after you started, you know, started writing your book, your book and everything there. Oh, yeah. Into a full time job. Because right, into the in job, right. the valley of transformation that the hero goes through once they've accepted the call to greatness. You have to go through those trials and tribulations that stretch and test you. It's the allies and the enemies that you're going to come across that are really going to push you to the max of who you know yourself to be because that's what needs to change. And in July, when we went to that conference and then I got back from it and I realized they didn't have the systems in place, which systems are what set us up to be able to replicate it. And so it's more important, I believe in business for your systems and your processes than even the content. Um, if you content obviously hugely matters, but in this in the scheme of things, if you don't have the system to deliver it consistently, then you're going to fall down. And before I fell, mm-hmm. I decided to give myself some breathing space to be able okay. to allow my creative baby to be birthed without pressure on it to start producing right away. And the other thing is that for me, money has not been the motivator. And that was really what that, the the 10 months that I worked in a full-time job until two weeks ago, um, that job really helped me realize that even more because I was in a sales role and my manager, you know, the joke was, you know, Laura's the sales girl, but all she cares about is the people's experience. I want people to be able to become their best self. And so for me, getting a job working at a gym, selling gym memberships Mm -hmm. was brilliant because I was allowed or I had the ability to help people say yes to themselves and to say when I didn't do it to everybody, but to certain people, as I was talking to them and they were hesitating on whether to join our facility, I would point to the door and let them know that whether it's our facility or any other fitness facility, or even if it's just running outdoors or doing something that you enjoy that doesn't involve a gym membership, every time you choose to do that, when you walk through those doors, you are buying self-esteem. Every single time we pour into ourselves, we give ourselves self-esteem. And so getting that job for me, I did it when I was in the dark night of the soul, not just the, not the first one, because there are, we go through them regularly because essentially what I've come to know is that the dark night of the soul is when we are standing with all of who we knew ourselves to be in Mm -hmm. our hand, as if they were cords that had been unplugged and were disconnected, waiting to be reconnected into who we choose to be from now on. Laura, Laura, I'm going to stop you right there. We're going to come up against a break. I apologize. You're going to finish that thought right after the break. 866-472-5795. We'll be back with my guest, Laura J. Hamilton, on the movement right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795, or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. 
You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. We always love to hear from you, 866-472-5795. Programming note next week, my guest will be Dave Gerber. Dave Gerber is known as the conflict healer. Dave Gerber says that conflict can be a wonderful thing. A lot of times we hear the word conflict and we run and thinking that negative things are going to come of it. But Dave Gerber says, not so fast. I have the... I have the remedy to that. He helps deal with conflicts in in the workplace to help you become a better, more productive person. Join me on The Movement next week with my guest, Dave Gerber, who is a speaker, author, coach, and just a positive force for the good. That's next week on The Movement at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Download the episodes on demand and also at iTunes. And we are in the stretch run on the movement was my guest, Laura J. Hamilton. And Laura, I am so sorry that I interrupted you uh, during the break, before the break. Um, you were saying something to the fact uh, about, you know, just kind of finding yourself and, and you know, f- you know, you know, kind of basically, basically you're basically saying healing yourself. So let's talk about that and then talk about the John Maxwell team, which you and I have in common. So let's, I'm going to let you take the floor. Go right ahead. When you, I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Go right ahead. We got you. Perfect. I was just going to say one of the things about the term healer that this, uh, that this episode was titled and that she's, she's a healer. uh, However you would put that. I would Mm. not actually call myself a healer. And I had said that to you uh, after Mm. when we had talked a couple days ago before today's interview in, in that I I think that it takes a lot of responsibility away when we go to someone that is a healer because the healing is an internal job. It's just that when someone believes in what they're Mm -hmm. doing and they believe in you to be able to actually do it, then it works in a way that it won't if there is doubt on either mm-hmm. side. It's like the, the crystals or essential oils. They will work for someone that believes in them, but they right. will just be a rock or a potion for someone that doesn't. Right. So when you, with, with it being called, she's a healer. Mm-hmm. I, when I got certified in the Akashic Records reading work that I, I love especially, mm-hmm. I, stopped doing the, the profile readings and finding the blocks and the restrictions and all of that as my primary offering and instead okay. made it about the blueprint and understanding your soul's unique recipe, your creative mm-hmm. recipe for how you do life and business best and how to put those properties together best so you can actually apply them and use them right away. Right. Because one of the things that I found with people that wanted the soul realignment readings was that they were coming to me to tell them the story that their soul had chose to create their life and, and, and create those blocks and restrictions that were keeping them from being all they could be now based on that past choice because it, they didn't learn from it, so it stayed in their record, which is what will happen in the hero's journey too, in that if we don't learn the lesson, we're going to have to re go through it. We're going to have to continue to go through it until we do. We're just going to get a harder teacher. So it's like you get the feather dusting teacher first, and then you right. get the sandpaper, and then you get the two by four. So it's like, when are you willing to listen? And, and really right. becoming conscious of that in and that inner guidance is going to make a huge difference. Um, the John Maxwell team, um, you wanted to talk about that. So um, yeah, I, that, I ended up finding that I found the John Maxwell team uh, when I had paid for 12 coaching sessions that I had done over a series of six months or, or 
whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Back in 2010 slash 11, when I, when I got myself a job and then I, I saved, I, I earned enough money to actually be able to afford a coach. And I knew that I needed to be able to go. I needed to have been through the experience I wanted to take others through. So right. my first priority after I got my, my, my first job after university was to actually hire a coach. And I, I got 12 sessions and uh, we did those sessions every other week. And uh, then I was nearing the end of my contract. And so I asked that my last session be moved out a bit. And then I set it to be on March 10th because I'm an October 10th baby, 10-10. So 10 is the best day of the month in my mind. And that was the reason for choosing March 10th as the day that we were going to have this session. And what's interesting is that it was on that final session that I finally decided to show up and say, I I, I decided I was going to find out how do I become a life coach. And what's interesting is that this coach, we'd obviously worked together for six months in the coaching capacity, but I'd also been part of a mastermind group of hers. I was connected with her. I came to other events that she was doing. I tried to stay as plugged into her as I could because I understood that we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So all of that is to say the power of decision matters in how you show up. Because when I set that intention for March 10th to be the day I found out how do I become a life coach, she, who became a cooperative part in my experience, shared with me an email she'd received that afternoon launching the John Maxwell team. So I literally, and then I, I, I basically, I got the information. I got the mm-hmm. information from a program coordinator. I got to the bank and did my first bank draft over to the U.S. for, you know, more money than I'd ever considered sending to anywhere over, over in the U.S. or anywhere at that point in my life, you know, being 23 and, you know, having just graduated with enough, you know, I, I had enough of, I'd already paid a lot of money to get trained, um, but I knew that that was important to me. And so I did it as soon as I found out about it, but it was only when I finally became willing to ask that I got the answer. I love it. I love it. Laura, we are coming to a close. I want to thank you for being a guest on my show and a personal friend of mine. Where can they reach out to you if they have any questions or want to reach out to you? Yeah, I would absolutely love to connect with you on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I, I always go by Laura J.E. Hamilton. So Laura and then J for Jean. So like the pants we wear and then E for Ellen, like the show. So Laura J.E. Laura J.E. Hamilton uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook. And then you can also go to my website, which is laurajehamilton.com as well. And then you can sign up for some emails that I've got. I'm getting, I'll be sharing more about the book I'm writing as well. And would absolutely love to hear if this meant anything to you or was helpful in any way, or there was something that uh, you wanted to know more about, please, please, please reach out to me. I would love to start a conversation and to know more about each of you because you are all the heroes you've been waiting for as well. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate having you on. Tune in next week when my guest will be Dave Gerber, the conflict coach. Laura's a champion. All she's saying is say yes to it and watch it unfold. Thank you for joining me on The Movement. I will see you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us for The Movement. Your host, Shannon D. Hughes, invites you to tune in again for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.